Okay, we are back with another episode of Our First Time at 40. This is the story of uh, two adults in their 40s looking for a house for the very first time. And it has been uh, three weeks, almost three Mm -hmm. weeks plus, that we've been at this. Um, And my name is Nicholas. I'm here with my wife, Laura. And I'll also say it's the story of two adults who don't know what the F they're doing looking for a house. Also, P.S. Yeah, it's complicated. We went into it very blind and we're getting a very fast education. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been um, one kind of learning experience after the next. Um, and I'm curious if this is sounding like it's got a reverbatron action on it. Sounds a little weird. Mm. Hang it's on. okay on mine. All right. Sounds good. So um, the um, process has been unexpectedly complicated, which I guess, you know, it's the biggest thing most people buy. So why wouldn't it come with all kinds of red tape and ins and outs? But it's it's not like designed by Apple. (laughs) No, it is not pretty in a package. Uh Uh-uh. And compounded by the fact that we're in a super crazy market with high stakes, moves really fast, way more demand than availability, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. By the way- And we're at the high stakes poker table, (laughs) P.S. Yeah, Yeah, well, you know, why not? Go big or go home. So uh, we need a theme song, and uh, I, I, I made one. And I haven't dis- I haven't opted to start the show with the theme song yet because I'm embarrassed by it. So I'm going to play it on my phone. So it's not going to sound like legit, but I want to get your honest opinion on potentially our future theme song, or should I keep trying? Oh, it wasn't on our thing yet? Uh, no, oh. no, oh. this is, no. Here we go. It makes me giggle every time. Makes me happy. All right. Well, a little bit of levity in this uh, confusing, epic mess. So uh, basically what happened last week, we were at a real low point. Uh, We had looked at quite a few properties Mm. and things were not looking good. Uh, It wasn't looking like we were going to find something in our price range that's livable. Said Nicholas, after two weeks, less than that of looking, let's remember... But he was cycling into the depths of despair. Well, real I, fast. I feel like looking at twelve, looking at twelve properties, you get a pretty good picture of what to expect at what price point in what neighborhood. And it didn't seem like it was adding up to mm-hmm. me. It didn't seem like we were going to stumble upon something that was going to surprise us. So after the heartbreak and depression and brokenheartedness of Thursday, he woke up Friday morning and found the one. Something surprised us. Oh boy. So many boxes. It was the one. Checked. So many boxes checked. This place uh had location. It was close to shops and restaurants. It was close to the beach. It was in our school zone, not which our school district, our specific school zone. Which is literally a neighborhood. 
It's tiny, tiny, tiny. There's tiny. no buses in this school zone. It's all walkable, basically. Like it's maybe a mile radius mm-hmm. or At so. Most, yeah. Um, so finding something that we can afford uh, in this zone does not come off come come across us very often. And this was right at the edge of our comfortable, mm. uh, comfortable? budget. I'm not going to. Nope. Well, <laughs> nope. I'll put it this way. When people were originally looking at our funds, they gave us a range. You know, I would say they fairly gave us a range of like, this is what you could make work and you're not going to be going into debt. I mean, you're not you're still be in, in the black every month. Right, mm-hmm. you can make more than what this is going to cost you, and still have enough for living expenses as well. Like it's not this isn't a price that was going to put us into the poorhouse. It's what the bank was willing to say that they thought we could pay them back. Yes, right. But if you run the numbers, you know, if if we're doing well, this is right at about forty mm, percent or lower for the mortgage. Of our monthly. monthly Mm -hmm. So, of course, both of us are freelance, so our income is not guaranteed. However, I have made a conscious decision to not make that a part of the decision-making process because we are now in our 40s and have been able to put together pretty steady careers, and I just have to assume that we're going to continue to be able to do that. Revisiting this part of it, because we haven't discussed it for a little bit, we've just gone with it. Is making me sweat literally again. This is the part that gets me. I know we'll make it work. Spiraling. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pin in that. We make it work. Yeah. Check. It, it, it would require, I mean, just like anything, and I think like most people who are buying a house, especially a house that they want versus just, you know, any old house to get them started, we're not going for a starter house. Not really. Mm-mm. I mean, some people would consider some of the properties we've looked at as starter homes, but in no rational world are these numbers starter homes these anywhere else these numbers are the best house in the neighborhood i mean i guess maybe not but like it it would be hard to find houses at these numbers in a lot of neighborhoods in the united states so it's all relative and that's fine and we've made peace with that part of it is that we're going to go into a market that's insanely overpriced not overpriced but expensive um, you get what you pay for. They're good investments. Um, you know, the neighborhood we're in, I don't see it going down hill, <laughs> you know, it, can imagine. yeah, it's always going to be a safe place to invest in property. Anyway, the, um, price point at which this one came in was listed at the edge. So we knew that we were basically going to be basically going to be able to offer the listing price, uh, and not be able to go any higher than that. We go and look at it, and we are shown around uh, by not our real estate agent. Uh, she was out of town. We were shown around by uh, an associate of hers, a friend of hers, who was lovely, really nice, uh, brought us back into the property. Uh, it is in a uh, HOA. It's a townhouse, um, shared walls on both sides, no view. Now, that sounds terrible, but everything else I listed, uh, it is a fair amount of square footage. It's 2,500 square feet. It's a block from the beach. It's half a mile from a whole bunch of shops and restaurants, and it's in our school zone. 
And it's on a really pretty street, too. Not like a neighborhood kind of street, but a very pretty California-looking palm tree-lined street light-having street. Very charming, busy, but very charming. Uh, A lot going for it. You walk out of this thing, and you are staring at the ocean. You don't see the ocean from it, which would put the price way up higher than we could afford if you could. Oh, you see the neighbor naked in his kitchen. Apparently, Laura saw someone with their shirt off. You do see neighbors. It is a little bit of a fishbowl, and there's no outside space. There's no yard. There's an alley in the back that you could play in, or you could just walk down to the beach. Boo hoo. Mm -hmm. I know. And um, I know, but I get it. I do get it. That is a consideration, but there are so many good things about this place. And we look around and it's in good condition. It's not brand spanking new. It doesn't have everything painted white, which apparently is the thing right now. It doesn't have like the kind of grayish, tannish, washed looking floorboards that everybody else has. Um, The kitchen is okay. It's got black granite countertops. Uh, It's got old style grandma banisters the floor is good um the upstairs space is great the ceilings are vaulted there's closet space there's upgraded bathrooms there's uh laundry room on the top floor with all the bedrooms which is fantastic and it's got a big bonus room on the bottom floor which could be a guest room could also be a playroom we called told the kids it was the video game room and it's got a bathroom down there. And it's got a two-car garage. What? <laughs> oh, so great. So we're looking around. And as we're talking to this agent who's showing it to us uh, as a favor to her friend, turns out she also represents the, or uh, not represents, excuse me. She works for the company that is representing the seller. So she knows a little bit. We don't need to go into a whole lot of details. Um, but side note, this woman went to the elementary school that I went to in Albuquerque, New Mexico in the 80s <laughs> at the, at the same, same time. That was crazy. What? We both watched the same uh we both watched the same uh performance by Neil Patrick Harris back when he was in Albuquerque in a theater group and like learning how to be an actor after Doogie Howser. We both vividly remembered that moment. Um very strange. She's probably a year under me. Uh, I actually had the old yearbooks and I pulled them out and I tried to find her. With, didn't have any luck, but she might have had a different last name, which it's hard to tell. Anyway. And then proceeded to move to Ohio, where I am from, and went to college with my sister. She went to the same college as Laura's sister. at the, Probably around the same, same time. Same time. Yep. Ooh, very strange. Also felt like a really good sign. Mm-hmm. So... Um, She's like, can you see yourself in this house? Which is like something you would hear in a movie. Such a real estate yeah. But I could. There's a little patio area, a couple balconies. Balconies don't see too much. One of them sees a power line. The other one sees into your neighbor's <laughs> kitchen, kitchen, apparently. Belly, yep. Uh, but what the heck? I mean, there's a little bit of outdoor space to go stare at the stars and hang out, whatever. If there were stars, but yeah. Mm-hmm. You can see stars. Mm. You can see a couple planets. Okay. Yes, we could see our house, ourselves in this house. Last week was such a low point. So sad. Like COVID was crushing down on us and crushing down on our dreams of like just changing things up a little bit, which is kind of where this started. 
And then this comes along, and it's like a shining beacon. Wow, it can happen. We make an offer. Obviously, not that. Mm, Okay, back up. We make an offer based on advice from our agent that is lower than listing. How did you feel when she recommended that we did that? And I'll tell you how I felt. (laughs) We have different viewpoints, I already know. But, well... As with any the one, this girl came with some baggage, so we knew sh- this house had fallen out of escrow, and that's why we found it. Um, it, had so, just fallen, it had just been relisted. Just, it had just fallen out of escrow, yeah. and they relisted it right away. Yeah. So we didn't know the backstory. We didn't know any any of what was going on, but that leaves a big old question mark of, hmm, okay, well, lucky for us. We found it. We could potentially do that price. But what we came to find out is it was an escrow for quite a bit lower than it was now listed for. So the advice was, well, they accepted that amount two weeks ago. (laughs) Why don't you guys go in a little bit higher than that amount, but still under the list price, which made total sense to me and obviously only works if you're the only offer. Now, the way that we have been experiencing things, we were pretty sure that we would not be in the position of being the only offer, in which case all that happens is generally they come back to you and say, okay, how much more you got? So I thought it was worth a try in the event that, for whatever reason, we were the only ones in love. This house is a block from the beach and it's at a relatively affordable price for folks that are looking. They know what's in our price range, and this one is normally not. Maybe there's a reason for that, which we'll find out later. Mm-hmm. Um, the Other people saw the warning signs. The idea to me that we are going to put in an offer. On, and now look, I'm new. Like Maybe this is just part of the game, and this is what people do. And I have been quickly trained to know that these houses go for overlisting. Maybe in uh, lots of places they go for underlisting and like people are just being optimistic when they throw out the price and they end up selling it for less. I suppose that would be a buyer's market. Mm-hmm. This is a seller's market. To timestamp this in case people care or know, this is February 2021. The real estate market is really good for sellers. There's not much inventory. Uh, the interest rates are at a record low historic moment with those low interest rates and people are buying up anything they can see. And every other headline is I'm really concerned about the housing market (laughs) because, uh, you know, people are seeing the writing on the wall and this is of course when we decide to buy whatever. No way in hell (laughs) are we going to put an offer lower than the listing price and get it. Now look, but of it course, happened. But it just happened. It, it did just so happen. Why not? And maybe it's worth a shot. Guess what? Wah, wah. <laughs> Turns out they got another offer right at listing, so we went a little bit over and uh, then the next morning got a call from our agent saying, "Congratulations." And how did you feel at that moment? Uh, overwhelmed would be a good word. 
yeah i don't know i was happy <laughs> i was happy i was probably pooping my pants also yeah because you're thinking about you know yeah. all the financial yeah. ramifications of this acceptance i was very excited i felt like you know there were things there were things that were not ideal um there was no real outdoor area on the property for the kids to play it is a little bit of a fishbowl you are right next to a bunch of other people but man it is a townhouse which we started kind of thinking maybe that's not the way to go but a townhouse in this location is yeah. fine like you're you're gonna be fine. It's should be safe. There's always gonna be people that wanna live by the beach. So as an investment, it's pretty dang safe. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, we called our moms. <laughs> we both immediately called our moms, told them the exciting news, told them about the space that they're gonna have downstairs with the their own bathroom. Suite. I mean, it was mm-hmm. very to me it was very exciting because like holy cow, a week ago I didn't think it was possible. Now we're steps from the thing we sent an email to the agent saying okay after looking at all these homes 12 homes or whatever it was we've narrowed it down to three scenarios that we think might work this was scenario number two scenario one is impossible who knows maybe not scenario two was exactly i went back and looked at it exactly what this place mm-hmm. is i mean to the t we described this place in an email prior to it being listed so for me that was very exciting i just didn't think I didn't think we were going to be able to get these things for this price. So, uh, boom, everything starts rolling. Like they start setting up timelines. They start telling you what you're going to do next. It's all very nice and organized. And like mm-hmm. they are automatically adding things to our calendars on our phones. Pretty great. This is, is happening. Let's boom. Let's do this and call our lender. Um, and she puts on the brakes very quickly. She says, okay, so a home was just sold in this in this uh, HOA and it was not pretty. The escrow, which I'm, still, I'm learning. I mean, I'm 40 years old and I'm learning how escrow works literally as we're doing it. And that's the truth. From what I understand, escrow is a period of time where people figure out if they can actually buy the house uh, and if the sellers will actually agree to their terms. Does escrow exist for anything else? Mm-mm. It's funny. It's just a weird. So. It's a weird thing, but I guess it's ne- obviously it's necessary. I don't know. Is it like layaway at Kmart? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but we come to find out that the escrow on the other unit in this place was. Uh, difficult because there is pending litigation in the HOA and the other place only went through because the guy basically had cash which everybody apparently does and we do not so we cannot go we with are maxed out at yeah. our current this offer. down payment at 20 percent is as high as we can the go end. and still have money left to do anything I mean it's not like we're wiping us out but we can't have a reasonable amount of money afterwards yeah. to do anything and have a family of four so, you know, kind of take that bullet and it's like, oh, well, it's in the wind out of our sails a little bit, but, you know, we can make it work. And what happens next? Oh, it's such a long story to unwind and it was only like three days ago. Um, well, first of all, let's back up one other second because they did tell us there was s- the reason that the first people backed out of the escrow was because there was pending litigation 
but it was said with a very dismissed hand as a side comment like oh but we were really really surprised they were spooked it's almost wrapped up it's no big deal so we were like oh okay well that sounds reasonable cool we're fine yeah i was like oh it just sounds like they used it as a convenient excuse Mm -hmm. and you know what here's the thing is who the heck knows the only thing that we know is that the lenders don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's not even that the people are spooked. I'm not spooked. I really, I mean, not, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's even if I was, it wouldn't matter because the only people that are truly spooked and you can't get around it are the lenders. Mm-hmm. And the other unit that was a different lender, different agent, different everything, different owner, obviously seller, same problem. So this is a real thing. It is a real problem. And for anyone who's selling a house that just fell out of escrow because of litigation, for them to be surprised that all of a sudden it's happening right on the heels of that one is asinine. And then, dun, 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 we found out that wasn't the first time. It this has happened before. Mm. It's the second. We're the third people trying to close on this house with lenders basically saying, Ooh, not comfortable. So what of happens course. next? What happens next? The we price is off, also reduced dramatically over the course of six months. S- eight months. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why. Mm-hmm. They can't unload it. Right. No lenders will do loans. So it's too good to be true. Yeah, literally. Uh, so what happens next? We get then into the weeds and we are sent and our lender has sent all the information of what the litigation is about. Right. So we, we meet, we meet the, col- I think we should, we meet the colorful cast right. of characters it's a that dispute. we will be living next door to. It's a dispute about someone who built something onto their house and in the lawsuit is Which all they got approval for. I mean, correct. It was, it was a great improvement. It's awesome. We they all do should it. do the exact same improvement. I would do 100%. it if I could afford it. Um, and well, I mean, not now, obviously it's Something. gone down a very ugly road, <laughs> but it's obvious that these people are feuding this, this lawsuit reads as the most petty, uh, comical, um, kind of, just like children in the play yard these hoa meetings like they're making jokes they're making threats they're taking votes after people walk out they're hot they're getting themselves elected and then voted off immediately by the rest of the board it's it's very it's what is it an episode of seinfeld meets golden girls like i don't even <laughs> know yeah. it, it's it's crazy it's fun to read yeah until you realize oh i'm living oh, right no. next door to some of these folks those are our neighbors but also, like, you know, maybe it's just nothing. Like, yeah. maybe people were we just, maybe they all don't like this person, and this is just kind of their way of feuding. Yeah. You know, it's their excuse. And maybe they fight all the time about everything, and this is just one thing that's something that they can actually take to court. Anyway, it's really it's frustrating. It's been going on for five years. Started in 2016. Also. And it's 2021. Mm. So. Not a good sign. Uh, part of me is like, oh, these people are really petty. It sounds like there's a bunch of grumpy people. But at the same time, we're pretty private. We can get along with most people. I don't like hanging out with people anyway. <laughs> so I'm probably not going to hang out with them. And I can live with it. But the problem is the folks that are advising us who are not lawyers are basically saying, we don't know if you, this is going to affect you. If you're going to have to pay anything because of this, 
or you know if you're going to be held accountable they send us though an addendum to our contract or um, Mm -hmm. agreement Mm -hmm. that says we will not be liable and so it's like okay but there's a couple holes in it and we're not quite sure and so now we come to a decision which is on the advice of these folks that we're talking to is you need to talk to a lawyer we can't advise you on this and understandably like they're not going to be held accountable to for legal give us legal advice whatever decision we make that then so now we're we're thinking lawyers cost money are we willing to spend money just to find out if we are going to buy this house are we going to go all in are we going to walk away this is a really tough decision and we think about it and i wake up the next morning thinking this is where I was, and I'll be curious to hear where you were. But when I woke up, I thought, this house is kind of worth fighting for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And really fighting by spending money. Um, we could walk away and just be wash our hands of it. It's not an ideal first buying uh, situation. Mm-hmm. It's way too complicated. It's ugly, and there's a lot of unknowns. And so do we want to start investing money and in basically finding out if we should do this at all? And I decide that, you know what, it's probably worth, to me, it's worth fighting for a little bit. So how did you feel that morning? So added, the added layer to that. By the way, that morning was this morning. Was it? Oh my God. All right. So the added layer to that is, I mean, we've been on the phone nonstop with our lender, with our realtor, et cetera. Our lender is not feeling all that optimistic. I wouldn't say us, she's optimistic at all. Okay. About us getting approved for a loan. So there's two parts of it. There's A, you know, it, are there legal repercussions? Can we live there? Are we covered in a legal and financial standpoint? Part A. Part B is, are we actually going to be able to get through the loan process so gauging what she was saying to us after we immediately talked about it I felt like we were both leaning away from thinking it was a good idea to invest anything because it didn't seem all that winnable in the end from that standpoint but that's not a final decision and we We won't know know that and we won't know that until we like pay more money and try Um, but I think after we kept talking and talking and talking, you know, it was pretty apparent that it would be shattering to not know and to leave that possibility on the table. So it felt worth paying the money to know. Someone's going to buy this house. Mm -hmm. That's what went through my mind is someone is going to buy this house and it could be us. So let's find out if it can be. Mm Mm-hmm. What I wanted the lawyer to tell us really was this is a terrible idea. Don't do it. That's what I wanted the lawyer to tell me. Just On- to have a only because then I could walk away knowing yeah. that I'd made the right decision and it was and it was confirmed by a, a professional. So dun 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 that's not what he said. No, the no lawyer giving us clear answers. Well, I mean I, it was clear. But. I I think the lawyer was very reasonable. Yeah. And he did give us good options. And I think everyone is kind of interested in us moving into this house that we're obviously interested in moving into because we're simply, simply by the fact that we're paying a lawyer to just help us make a decision. Obviously, we're serious. 
And so he doesn't, you know, he doesn't shut it down. He gives us a couple of options. And mostly it is, hey, you didn't know about this until after you were accepted. You should have some more time. That's basically what he said. Mm -hmm. And then he gave us some options on how to handle it if there is costs incurred. Mm -hmm. Very good advice. In my opinion, it made sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was very nice guy. Um, Seemed like he kind of understood everything very quickly about this specific situation. Laura did most of the talking to him, but that was just the vibe I got. Did you like him? I did like him. I didn't tell you that the first 15 minutes of the call, which equaled couple hundred books was him recording our first name last name email addresses phone numbers address etc that were already done through the assistant when we (laughs) calendared other than that once we got into it yes I liked him and he was reasonable and he was clear and yeah we had a good conversation at that point but I'll tell you for the first 10 minutes I was not a happy camper (laughs) No, my time is ticking, Mister. Yeah. yeah, it's expensive, and you pay in advance for an hour. And type uh, faster. We, my last name is long. Go. <laughs> right. And we made it to uh, not quite an hour, so we actually have some time credited, so we can call him up and uh, ask him some more questions. We've already emailed him. <laughs> We've already uh, paid for. Um. The um. Basically, the end of that is ask for more time. So we asked for more time, denied immediately. Shut down. Not like in like tersely. Yeah. Tersely? Yeah. Tersely denied. Mm-hmm. Nope. We've been down that road before. Not interested in doing it. You said you could do this. You should do this. You said you could do this before you had all the information. That's the problem. And look, you know, whatever. I don't know anything about how this stuff works or how it's supposed to work. Our realtor se- seems to think that this was not done properly. Our lender seems to think that this was not done properly. And that's all that matters for our little world. Whatever this listing agent thinks is the right thing to do when it comes to this property is fine by me, whatever. All I know is what we can do. And it sounds like to me, we have an uphill battle to go to make Mm -hmm. sure we're protecting ourselves. Really want to live in this place, but we do need to make sure that we're not walking into voluntarily walking into something that's going to bite us in the rear. Mm -hmm. Or that that we can even get. mm -hmm. Yeah, that we can even get. I mean, our choice is now we cut bait and say, so long, lawyer fee. Thank you for the answer. We know enough that it's unpredictable enough and we're not willing to gamble further. Or we double down or triple down. Ignore the lawyer's advice. Bring in some more lenders and pay some more money to try to make sure we get through the loan process. So this is something called a double app. Double Application, app? Application, I guess. App. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No, is it? Du- no, wait. Hang yeah. on. It's, That's um, right, I think. What do they call it when they decide how much the house is worth? Starts with oh, an a. appraisal. Double appraisal. That's what it is. No, it's a double app. Because you're applying to two different lenders. Okay. So basically what they're saying is, you know, when when you when your lender does an appraisal, they they find out how much the house is worth. And to do that, it costs currently about seven hundred dollars. So they need us to they're recommending that we do seven hundred dollars with two different lenders. So that's fourteen hundred dollars more. We're going to go in the hole to find out if we can even get the loan for this place. Because we're still at a question mark of 
this litigation is still outstanding. No one's very clear on what the judgment will be, how much money it will be, when it will be over. So that's the, from the lender standpoint, from the bank, they are completely judging it based on risk. And the risk is that there's some crazy expensive judgment or some safety hazard that affects us. And that then we're either in an injury position and can sue them or we then can't make payments to them because suddenly the fees are 800% higher than what we signed on for. And we have no control over that. So, yeah, so the recommendation is you go and apply for two different loans, hoping that because one is giving you an indication that it might not make it through, hoping that one of the two will make it through and you'll be able (laughs) to get a loan. How does it make it through? You're approved for your loan. So we, we, we have not, we've done, we've been pre-approved, which is like they're looking at the surface numbers, but you have, they then like drill way down into your earthen <laughs> realms of all of your assets, all of your everything. They're looking at your tax statements, the complete things for the past three years. They're looking at every bank statement, every, everything. Your Why would one is, lender think it's all right and one not? Maybe one's a little more risk averse than the other. Maybe one, you know, has a little bit of different so it's rules arbitrary. or different flexibility. Yeah. Well, I think the rules are a little different based on the lending in- institutions. So wouldn't they advertise that? Mm, well, like, shouldn't we know which one based on what our if history? we had done any research, maybe we would. But okay. yeah, I don't know. I don't know because it sounds like that. people do double apps all the time, which makes me think that it's not known what a lending institution is going to do or not is it like one person that's having a good or bad day is it like that like boogie nights no idea like you go in and you're asking for a loan (laughs) the guy says no i don't like your job i'm not going to give it to you Mm. is that what we're dealing with like one person no idea no idea how does this work it's an underwriter i can tell you that what does that even mean the underwriter is the person who is like the deep digger and they decide but yeah, I mean, did so you're just assigned to some person you never met, yeah. never know, and we these are the ones deciding your future. We don't even talk to her. Did somebody bring Mary her Starbucks this morning? God, I hope so, because she's looking at our loan approval right now. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. It's so mysterious. Yeah, I'm sure there's criteria. I mean, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure there. Are, I mean, these are these huge, very organized, very rule-driven institutions. So I. But they're not that rule-driven because it's are. arbitrary. I don't think it is. I think there's criteria and they're looking at how much risk in that particular position versus the amount of income you make versus what you're likely to make versus all the other things. But if it's numbers based, Mm -hmm. don't you think that it would just be an algorithm? Why is there a possibility of applying the exact same numbers to two different people and they come back with different answers? Because I think some institutions are more conservative than others. Some are willing to take on a little more risk. Why would they be willing to take on more risk? Because they get the clients that the others don't. Like, you have to carve Why would you want to do business with those people? (laughs) Because the conservative bank is sucking up all the really home runs. And then there's a lot of other Is this like the big short with the Jenga? So we're going to be one of those crappy Jenga pieces that makes the whole thing fall? Yep. Um, Yep. So you're going with a crappy bank. Well, the two that the two that we've been told to apply to are not crappy banks. I mean, they're both big known things, mm-hmm. but they just maybe have a little bit different rules. And we need we to watch know. the Big Short tonight. Yeah, good idea. 
and we don't know and then there's and then there's like so there's the big banks and big lending institutions and then you have your what are they even called what's the first one that we were talking to it's a broke broker uh jumbo is, no that's the kind of loan we're taking no, we first started talking to a broker, which is not the same as a bank. They are, they're sort of like a third party that knows all the deals and all the games in town, and they're trying to hook you up with the best one for your situation. But she didn't even want to get near this with a 10-foot pole, just no, because we, she didn't she think we can it. afford it. Mm, not even that. Well, because we have to put more money down. There, so for her, because she's not directly with the institution, she's taking out third-party deals. Her deals are different than if they're directly from the institution to an individual. But so if they require can, more so money, she now. can play real fast and loose. But her rules and her entry to get in the game is a little higher. Does that make sense? No. No. Okay. Well, I don't follow this it. stuff. Yeah, it's comp. Well, it's complicated. It's it, it. None of it makes sense to me. I don't get it. I don't know why and how they make decisions. Apparently, apparently, it it it's all depending on how risky the institution is. If that's the case, I don't know why you wouldn't advertise yourself as a risky in- institution in town, and everybody knows they can go to you to get their loan. <laughs> right? Like, because that's the thing is you don't know if you're going to get the loan. It's this mysterious person yeah. that may or may not give it to you. Yes. And yet, if you're just like, hey. Everybody knows it. Come on down to my shop and I'll give you whatever you need. Because that's apparently what they do. So weird. Maybe maybe they make so much money on people doubling and tripling their applications with the $700 fee. Maybe that's their scam. I don't know. Anyway, that's where we're at. We're, we're at currently, right now, we need to decide in the morning if we are going to double app, single app, or no app. So it's a big decision that's going to be made um, well before our next episode. We uh, we really want this place. I really want this place. The kids really want this place. Laura kind of wants this place. <laughs> She's never been into it. And just, uh, you know, I, I think I know, but just curious why, like, there is this one little outlining little thorn in the side, which is Laura's not crazy about it. So I'm curious what you don't like about it. I don't like the money. It is so at the far end of what it's more than what we've ever even contemplated until we saw the specific place. So if there's something that makes us go to this level, is it a townhome where all we hang see on, is on. our other neighbors? So, yeah, is it a, is it a townhome situation? If we're paying more money than we ever dreamed we would be paying for somewhere, it's not perfect it's really good there are a lot of things that are really good but it's not like the style has some things to be desired there's no outside space for our kids to play in you walk outside and you're looking at an electric wire in your face or the neighbor's belly I mean like it's it's very fishbowl-y so it's just it's not exactly perfect when I'm contemplating more money than we've ever contemplated paying at the beginning of this search which was only three weeks ago 
And so I just, I don't, <laughs> that's where I get a little stuck. Fair enough. So if this does fall through mm-hmm. tomorrow, mm-hmm. or if we decide to spend more money to find out if we can actually buy yeah. it, how will you feel? Like if we wake know. up in like the morning. When, when we decided, I don't know, I'm having such a like roller coaster with it. Because when we thought we were going to walk away from it for a minute there, whenever that was, I it may be sad. So then I was like, okay, well, I guess I do want it, actually. And I think a lot of it has to do with we know that then we're staying where we want the kids to stay. And they're down the street from their friends and they're in their school. And I think right at the moment, that is the main attraction to me. Like, well, maybe it is whatever we have to do to keep them right there. And maybe this is the only way to do that. Maybe it won't come up again. So if this falls through, you'll be disappointed. You won't be relieved after today now it's been another whole day of hurdles and lawyers and warnings and you could just move into a nice simple Mm. less expensive place Mm. that has no drama i don't know (laughs) i really don't know i really don't know i have very mixed emotions about it at this moment part of me is and we got to wrap this up but part of me is like if we can get through this stuff and get into this place and live Right exactly where we wanted to live. Mm. Maybe it'll be worth it. Maybe, but that's the question mark because we don't know. Like, is it a nightmare over there? We don't know. Are we going to be able to sell? Like, what if, okay, what if we find ourselves tanking three years in and we can't make it work because jobs have changed or whatever and we need to sell it? And what if there's some shit still going on and we then we're this guy's been trying to sell this place for eight months how much money has he sunk trying to sell this thing like what if we literally can't do that and we can't sell it and we are sunk like that's on my mind this house will sell it's not selling right now it'll sell no it hasn't sold for the last eight months i'm that's but i'm saying someone's gonna come along and pay cash like they did on the other one they haven't yet it's been eight months but it's been eight months what if we don't have eight months that we can make it before we are that's an excellent point that's true that's that is a long time to go yeah yeah you're right that's what i'm saying that's you're right that's the scary thing of the unknowns so we got a big decision to make yeah are we gonna sink more money into this thing or are we gonna walk away and go back to square one and that's where we're at and we're going to find out next week. Oh, my God. What are if we we're do? out of this misery. Every week it's a different type of misery when you're looking for a house, apparently. At least that's our experience. And you're uh, fortunate enough to follow right along. So uh, we do need to wrap it up. Uh, this has been a really whirlwind of a week. Uh, felt like we were just recording. And here we are again, whereas the week before it was very long and very dark and this week has just been <laughs> twisty and turny and i can't wait to find out what the next week brings it's maybe we'll gonna be interesting house. maybe we will not we do not know yeah so our tally is three offers two rejections one accepted with a big old ugly stinky <laughs> asterisk right next to it and we'll find out uh what the future brings so see you next week uh so uh until next time no this is our first time we'll see you next time